Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Kathleen Fullen, and I would like to introduce Badri Lankala, running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board, seat six. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement about the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Thank you very much, uh, Kathleen. I really appreciate you guys uh, um, giving me this opportunity to talk um, with the team and I really appreciate your time. And again, my name is Badri Lankela. Um, um, my background, I'm a first uh, generation immigrant. I actually moved uh, to US 25 years ago. Um, all for my educational purposes, right? So I'm. Um, uh, that's how I, I always education is the forefront of my family. Um, so I came here as a civil engineer and I, as a computer engineer, I did my master's in business administration from UW-Madison. Um, with $200 in my pocket, I came here 25 years ago. <laughs> um, and then, um, I, because of my educational qualities and um, uh, qualifications and my work, um, I was able to grow and and the community here in Madison was so welcoming. I was so happy to uh, be part of the community and give back. Giving back to community is the top of my uh, our family values. So I, I strongly believe in community service and giving back to community, and that's why I'm wanted to serve um, in the school board, I saw an opportunity to contribute and make a positive impact for future generations. Um, we, I was, over the years, I've been engaged with my children and communities, right? So I also ran for city council um, a few years back, um, again, for the same purpose, right? It's kind of trying to give back to the community, serving the community was the goal. Um, and one of top priorities for me at that time for running for the council is also about mostly about all of the school uh, district issues, right? Transportation for kids and um, the transportation safety and um, having competitive schools um, that actually attract more uh, students to back to school was always my top priority. Um, and then, um, yeah, I did not, uh, I uh, lost the election for city council, but I never stopped, right? So I'm always, I'm in here to serve the community. It's not about the positions or anything for me. And um, so I continue helping uh, by participating in um, the transportation board. Um, so I went ahead, right? The number one priority was for the transportation for me. So I uh, served. Uh, I'm serving currently now as well for the last three years and the transportation policy and planning vote for um, for the city of Madison. And also I'm on the joint um, um, area campus um, area committee as well. Um, there were several subcommittees uh, that involved the transportation. Um, so trying to better um, the services for the transportation, right? Trying to make it more safer. You have seen the programs like Vision Zero, Green Streets, or BRT for rapid transport. I'm all, I was in the board for, uh, when all of those decisions were made and I'm really happy that I was part of it, right? So the next step for me was the education one. So I just wanted to um, part of this uh, educational institution uh, as, as with my experience, um, 
with administration and my um, experience with the civil service right so for last 20 years i was i'm working with the state of wisconsin department of natural resources as an architect right um trying to help the public connect with the state government um so I have a experience working with communities. As I said, uh, um, I'm also part of the neighborhood associations. I've been treasurer, so managing budgets is really um, something comes with me really well as well, right? So with uh, administration and budget management. So um, yeah, so um, um, that's all about me. So, and the reason why I'm trying to run is to make sure, um, give back to the community and make this, um, uh, a collaborative um, uh, leadership. In school report cards that the Department of Public Instruction released late last year, Black youth continued to perform the worst on English language arts and medicine with fewer than 9% at least proficient. What does the district need to do to improve the literacy outcomes for these students? Yeah, this is really a very good question, right? So this is um, is the forefront of my um, running as well, right? So trying to give this competitive uh, environment for everybody, identifying that disparity in school discipline is the, and then finding the root causes is very, very crucial, right? So that is the most uh, information we need to be involved in, right? So trying to find the root causes and right, and 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 analyzing that root causes provides the structure in the process for looking beyond the symptoms, right? So, these addressing these issues requires access to the information, not just about what exists right now, but also trying to see all of the pro uh, programs that we have in still. Um, is it working, right? So, trying to involve. Um, uh, having meaningful conversations with families is very, very important. Um, and then schools that build staff capacity and continually evaluating to improve that discipline in policy is very, very important. Um, those are, um, and schools needs to have a supportive conditions for learning, right? Positive school climate is all, these are all the most important factors to have, um, to accomplish, um, the student achievement gap that we are having right now. The district identified restorative justice as a key component for enhancing school safety when school resource officers were removed from the schools. How do you think this is working and what would you like to see the district do over the next three years? Yeah, this is very, very uh, important, right? So I, my, I have two kids and going to MMSD, um, they went through the entire life, uh, K to 12, they're uh, going through this MMSD school system and school safety is uh, on top of my priority as well. Um, um, both my kids are right now in Memorial High School um, and you have seen so much uh, incidents happening on east side or west side in every school that is happening, right? So um, about the um, uh, safety officers, it's a very, very important topic. Um, the biggest thing there, right? So it's, um, it's not about having the officers in or not, right? It's more about, can we do it right, right? If we can do it right, if we can do it, we shouldn't be doing it, right? So if we, are, if we need the school um, safety officers, um, 
If it is yes, then we need to figure out how we need to do it, right? If it is no, then why why can't we have it, right? So that's it's it's a it's a it's not something that um, just the board or administration has to come up with the solution, right? So it, it is a community oriented discussion. It's something that should be in. Um, even in a voting referendum to ask the uh, have the community involved in it. Um, so it's it's involving community is the biggest solution for this, right? right? So it's a, we need to have a lot of discussion on this topic. Um, and then I, I'm especially because I'm involved with all the community, um, um, I can bring that collaboration and make this uh, work. Thank you. The use of seclusion and restraint in the 2021-2022 school year dropped almost 66% from the 2018-2019 school year. While staff noted that this is, quote, highly encouraging, end quote, significant disparities in the use of seclusion and restraint continue to impact youth of color and youth with disabilities. What would you like to see the district do to address these long-standing disparities? Yeah, this is um, a very, very, very um, uh, touching topic now, right? So that's definitely, um, we have to, we have to collect more data on that, right? So it's just not, um, it's not just something that you just take it on the face value. It's not based out of, oh, I, a lot of people come back and say, hey, I'm in the system, so I know it's working and I'm, it's not working, right? It's something that, this is not something that you just answer based off your bias, right? So it's, it has to be worked on through evaluating uh, the processes, establishing right procedures, engaging the community, right? Developing the corrective plans is very, very crucial, having this to be a more success um, plan. Um, having the culture of representation uh, from the diverse group is also very, very crucial in having this um, achievement. What role do you think parents should have in determining school district policies around politically divisive issues? <laughs> yeah, that is a um, very, um, very important question. Thank you very much for raising that one. Um, so, a lot of these issues, politically uh, division should not be happening for um, subjects, right? So what we teach in school, it's not a, a political, it should not be a political division. Um, uh, and parents should be involved, the community should be involved um, in, in being a collaborative with the school system, but not try to say, oh, you cannot this politically, I know what there is a lot of politically right now talking about racial um, topics or LGBTQ issues should not be taught in schools and all, right? It's, let's be honest, right? Um, uh, kids do watch this all online. And when the kids go to home, they have multiple um, uh, diversified type of families inside the house. Do you think they don't understand what's going on? It just the schools is the only one forcing at it? It's not, right? So, um, so the system, so the parents should be involved, right? As a collaborative and try to be part of the school system, but at the same time, um, not on these uh, politically division topics, right? So it's 
school system is not about division, right? It's all about trying to be inclusive, um, trying to teach kids um, values they should learn, right? So outside world, it's there, the same thing, right? So you just don't want to filter everything up only at the school system and then have outside, it's not, right? Thank you. So what, if anything, do you think the district needs to do to support teachers? Dana suggests they are under considerable stress. So what do we need to do to support them so that they can both teach their curriculum and support students? Yeah, this is very, very uh, interesting um, question, right? So this is most important question of the day for us today. Um, right now, we, there is staff shortages, staff turnovers, a lot happening right now. It's actually going on a downward spiral where the resources are cut down for staff, uh, for staff and teachers, and then and then teachers are uh, dropping the subjects and topics that they're covering that will drop the kids from um, enrollment, right? So, and then they're moving to the, uh, there is a lot of migration of uh, kids are happening outside of our, uh, our school district because they say, hey, there is a lot more programs at M um, and Middleton. There is a lot more programs at Verona. So the parents are taking their kids out. So when the enrollments are dropping, the, uh, the funding drops and then the teacher um, capacity drops and right. So it's going in a spiral down. So it, to me, the, I'm, I wanted to work on three major things, right? The three C's of what I wanted to work on is the collaboratively, making sure the teachers are um, have that collaboration with the administration, with the board, and also with the community, right? The number one is, number C is the collaboration. Number two is the having the competitiveness for the teachers we are hiring has really qualified teachers. And right, so more qualified teachers will come when we have more funding available, more resources, more programs are there, right? So that's very, very crucial. And the last one is the capital, but the budget is very, very important to have all of these best programs in here. It's it's going in a cycle. If we don't provide all of this, um, yeah, the program will be going in downward direction. We definitely have to support at whatever cost our staff um, and then bring more programs, not cut programs. Thank you. Please tell us about any other areas that we haven't addressed that are priorities for your term in office and your specific qualifications to address those issues. The biggest one, as I said, right? So collaboration is the, the key for me. So um, I am a servant for the community and I'm always the public servant, um, always work for the state government and then uh, and a lot of um, volunteer boards. I am in North South Foundation, which is another volunteer board. And I'm also um, giving back to community was the number one goal. So I just, 100% of my uh, income actually goes to nonprofits every year, right? So that is another thing. Um, this year I gave to all my 100% of salary to Habitat for Humanity. So the giving back to the communities. Uh, so that was the second one. Um, so as a community leader, I will um, involve the community. I will be collaborative with the board, with the administration, with the staff, with the union. That is my goal, is to make it more collaborative work. It's not about us versus them. Um, my goal is to make sure we have the best school system um, and that we can only do it by collaboration, not by um, 
ad advisories, right? Ad adversaries and uh, not by teaching. Uh, it's about making more collaborative of the whole uh, programs to be, right? So, and, and, and then making it more uh, competitive. That is the most uh, thing that I wanted to make sure our school district is more competitive, has more programs and um, um, best teachers that we can have. Um, uh, before before all of this, before I uh, made the political system vilified the whole uh, educational system, we had 60, 70 applications uh, waiting for joining. Uh, now we don't, right? We have only like 10 applications uh, for teachers. Uh, that's not good. We need to have more uh, um, staff attracted to this school district. What Thank would you, you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? So um, most importantly, as I said, right, so at my closing, so the effective board, right, this is our board, the board seat, right? So I would say effective board needs to be a strong, experienced leader, which I have a lot of experience running organization as a regional director for North-South Foundation that is competitive um, and also for nonprofits uh, like community uh, things. And I'm also involved in the city transportation and other things too. I'm here for long haul, right? So um, I am rooted in this community. Um, I'm in here for Madison over 20 years and have my kids um, going in schools to this school, uh, school district. So I'll bring the collaborative community-minded leadership to every meeting. I will listen and communicate with respect and civility. And together, our students will be successful. That's the number one goal for me. So finally, um, board members' most important job is to help the organizations to reach to its full potential. And I, I think I have the, all of the um, experience to make MMSD and the whole community and to reach its full potential. Thank you. I want to thank Badri Lankala for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, February 21st, and the general election is Tuesday, April 4th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.